episode of Miami Miked Up. I'm very happy to welcome in one of the young studs in this Marlins rotation. Uh, happy to have him here, a South Florida kid, Jesus Lazardo. Thanks so much for uh, joining me today, man. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Uh, for those who aren't watching right now, he's got the El Caballo shirt rocking for Sandy. Pretty great start the other night wearing those shirts, uh, seeing all that in the crowd. So good to see that here with, with you sort of uh, supporting the camaraderie. First question for you before we get into anything is what is something outside of baseball that has recently brought you joy? Uh, outside of baseball that has recently brought me joy? Uh, I mean, always brings me joy, uh, some good food. Like, food for me, like, brings me joy. If I go get some nice food, it doesn't even have to be, like, a nice, like, necessarily, like, fancy upscale, just some good food brings me a good amount of joy. Do you have your spots down here in South Florida that you've had since you're a kid that you're, like, always stopping by? Is it is it going home for family cooking? What, what What's the deal there when you're getting good food? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, coming home, like, homestands definitely help me out just because yeah. I'm around, like, my family and my friends. Um and then as well, like I said, the the food. I have these spots back home that I've been going to since I was like t maybe 10, 12. So up, in, up in Broward? Up in Broward, yeah, back home in Parkland. And then if not, coming up like maybe through Fort Lauderdale, Sunrise, I got my spots. And then... Uh, you know, down in Miami, I kind of got spots all over. It just really depends where I'm at. I'm not looking for, for free advertising for any of these places, but so that fans can maybe go, you know, hey, yeah. is there a chance I'm going to see Jesus Lazardo? Is there any spot that stands out as like, this is, this is my spot? Uh, I mean... Every homestand, I'm catching breakfast at Diane's Country Kitchen in Coral Springs at least, like, three there we times go. a homestand, yeah. Three times a home. All right, so we, we're getting some real pub for Diane's Country yeah, Kitchen, Diane's so, a place I have not been, so now I'm going to have to stop by because yeah, that, that sounds amazing. Coral Springs staple. Coral Springs staple. Well, you're in the midst of uh, one of the best stretches of your young career. Um, and, a, and a career that's had so many different parts already for such a young career. Um, for you, what do you think right now is working best for you that has led to this amount of success since coming back from injury? Yeah, I think just like the conversations I had with, uh, with Mel and then with like the other guys in the pitching staff, uh, like just coming back, I feel like I'm more of, you know, pitching and, and just understanding what my stuff does in the zone instead of just trying to like overpower guys with my stuff and, and, and get nastier every time I throw. Uh, just like trusting my stuff, allowing it to do its thing in the zone and then being able to fill up the zone with everything I throw, which it, at the end of the day helps me out. Uh, you know. Is that something you've learned a lot from Sandy? Because I know, you know, we've all had these same conversations with a lot of these guys who have come up and been a part of this, particularly with Mel, mm -hmm. where I know with Sandy, it was the same sort of thing. We saw it last night with with Edward Cabrera, who's kind of pitching around the zone. Maybe last night, mm -hmm. you know, got through it, no runs in four innings, but maybe not trusting his stuff to just get those ground ball outs. And we've seen with Sandy, I mean, going so deep into games, is that something you've particularly admired from him and, and are trying to kind of gleam off of? A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like over my time in Oakland and then even last year when I came over here, um, I was just kind of all over the place at times. Like I would, I would kind of lose myself, I guess you could say. But I feel like this year and being able to watch Sandy, especially when I was hurt and I would just, you know, be at home and, and not being able to travel with the team and watching every guy throw. But in, in particular, you know, Sandy, uh, he just throws. He'll throw a sinker and then let a guy beat it into the ground and then two pitches and he's gone. And instead of you know trying to overpower dudes and, and trying to make them chase and waste the pitch here and there. Um, so so something like you said, you know, something I really took from him. You know, I, it automatically makes me think of the way that, that sort of pitchers are being brought up in today's game. I know you're a guy who probably played a lot of showcase baseball. So in the way that showcase baseball works, where a lot of the time you're probably only going out there throwing one or two innings at a time, sort of just showing off the stuff, do you think that that's something that 
not necessarily affects the ability to just sort of fill up the zone, mm -hmm. but you're hunting for strikeouts, yeah. you know, at a young age, things like that. Yeah. Do you think that kind of coming up and now getting to mature at the big league level has led you to to mentally be able to say, okay, doesn't matter what the stats are as long as I'm going deep into the games, allowing fewer runs. That's a hundred percent my mentality. I feel like um, even coming up, I mean. Uh, in 2018, I was a year off surgery. Um, right. I only threw five innings every start. And then, so I was never really going deep into games. Uh, and I, I kind of like lost that mentality of, you know, efficiency. And, and I was just trying to overpower dudes for five innings. And then that right. was it. My day was done. Uh, but now that I'm, you know, maturing, I feel like I'm watching guys. And now I'm really understanding like baseball and pitching and all that. And it just, it makes it, it opens my mind. It makes it easier on the mound for me. It's just go out there and trust my stuff in the zone. Let them, you know beat it into the ground or pop it up and then we move on. Pitching more than throwing out there, I imagine, is sort of the conversation that's happening. Correct. And so having to rehab this season, you know, you came out, you, you started hot. You had a really great start to this season. Then you got hurt and had to kind of be with the team for a segment, then away from the team. What sort of um, things did you learn in that time and how anxious were you to get back? I imagine you were just sort of twiddling your thumbs waiting to, to get back with this team. So was there a lot of like, you know, urgency and was there a lot of, um, you know, just sort of waiting around? There was definitely a lot of like waiting around at the beginning towards the first like three, four weeks just because uh, we're just waiting for my oval to, you know, get better. And um, mm -hmm. it was just a process. Obviously, it took a little bit longer than we hoped, but uh once it got ready, you know, I was definitely uh, had felt a sense of urgency in me because I yeah. wanted to get back and I was feeling I started to feel, uh, you know, real good. And then I felt like I was ready to push it and push it. But um, I'm glad, you know, we were smart with it. And um, but obviously being away from the team, you know, not not the best, uh, not traveling with the guys, being in season, just like being at home and, and not, you know, going on road trips and just hanging with the guys. I feel like that kind of keeps me sane. But um, yeah, I mean, I was glad to get back. And so I'm glad to be here again. You brought up Mel as the immediate uh, you know, first thing that came to mind when I said, what's got you on this stretch? And obviously he's done so much great work with you, with, with Sandy, with Pablo, with Edward, you know, all mm -hmm. the, the list goes on and on. So what is maybe one thing that stands out that you've learned from Mel over the course of the time you've been here with the Marlins that would be advice you would give to other young pitchers, mm -hmm. you know, going forward? Yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, we've worked on a lot of things, obviously, but I feel like his biggest thing that he told me was like, you just have to like believe in, in your stuff. Uh, and I feel like uh, at times I lost that ability to believe in my stuff, especially last year, uh, taking a beating. But like he just pounded it in my head and, you know, kind of got me to like believe in myself again, I guess you could say. Sure. And uh, and he was like, your stuff's good enough. Just pound the zone. And then once, you know, once you start getting a little success in the zone, then it gets easier and easier. Then you just start throwing everything in the zone. And then that's where you want to be. Um, but I feel like that was that's the one thing I would tell myself a couple years back and then other kids coming up. Yeah, when you have that type of stuff that from a young age you're able to dominate when you do, you know, get up here to the big leagues and kind of experience that that pushback for the first time of, oh, these are professional hitters. I can imagine it. It could be something that can allow you to lose your confidence. So having a pitching coach instill that in you has got to be huge. Going back to Sandy real quick, getting to in this moment, not just be the teammate of a guy like Sandy, but then to just go out there and, and witness his starts every fifth start. How much fun has it been not only to learn from him, but just to sort of be around as you're watching this guy have one of the best seasons in Marlins history? Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, and I mean, even going back to last year, I got traded over and I never like really heard about Sandy, you know, just I mean, obviously I knew Mar Marlins fan and all that. And, sure, sure. Uh, but 
when I really started watching him, it was just impressive. And I'd go home and I would tell my friends, I'd be like, this is the like, best picture I've ever seen. Like, it's <laughs> incredible. And then uh, this year, like his whole stretch, even when I was gone, that I would just like sit at home and I, I watched all, all the games. But obviously Sandy's throwing, I was like, I got to make sure I'm home 640, Sandy's pitching. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was, it was just like insane to watch to me. It's, you know, the stuff that he does, he goes out 100, 100 pitches deep and he's throwing 101. Yep. And it's just insane to me but it's I mean it's awesome like you said he's a good teammate as well uh I like seeing how he like goes about his business how he puts in the work because then obviously it translates onto the field so it kind of gives you that motivation well that's what I was going to ask about actually him and Pablo right you seem to have a really good relationship with both of those guys so obviously they have a bit more experience than you particularly here with the Marlins so mm-hmm. What have you kind of um, learned from them as the guys at the top of the rotation? How are, how are they as leaders of this rotation? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they, they're like the, the definition of leading by example. They're never going to really go up to you and, you know, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. Um, I've never seen it. And it's not – and I don't think anyone needs it necessarily. I think everyone, when you get – you know, any starter gets called up here, you kind of just know, uh, you know, like those that had the guys at the top and then what they do we like not follow but you kind of gotta you know go along with the right path Mm -hmm. and um i just feel like you know they're they're also such good uh teammates like to us to the rest of the staff and i mean to everyone but obviously the staff that it just makes it easy like you know we just fall in line we all start working together we all push for each other and we definitely motivate each other to you know get better in between starts there seems to be a lot of camaraderie amongst you young guys and there are so many good young pitchers does that also you know there's the camaraderie element of it and you've got Sandy and Pablo at the top of it and bringing everybody together but is there also like some extra juice of hey I know we've got all these different dudes who are out here ready to compete is it just like wanting to one-up one another as you guys are going out here each start is there a little bit of that going uh I mean I would say at least like from my point of view I would say yeah and I think it's a good a good thing I don't think it's ever you know uh, and with any bad intent, it's just we just want to go out there and just get better and better. If someone goes and throws goes six with like five punches, the next guy wants to go seven with seven. Right, so of course. It's just um, that little like fun competition that we have. But uh, either way, no matter like which way it goes, I, like they're always in your corner backing you up. So this podcast is technically about you today, but I'm gonna make it about myself because it does have my name in it for just a second. Perfect. So you know, Broward County kids, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna sit here and try to put myself on any sort of level. But also, a first team. I'm gonna look right in that camera. First team All County pitcher in Broward right here. But what some folks listening to this know, and other folks don't, and I, I don't know if you'll remember yourself, but uh, Jesus, when you were a freshman in high school. You actually were on the mound against me in my final game as a pitcher in high school. I was pitching at Cypress Bay High School. Okay. We came up against you guys in the regional playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned out, you know, I thought I got rocked. Turned out our uh, our coach was tipping tipping the signs from the dugout, and you Perfect. guys had picked them up, which was just <laughs> Sounds a about nightmare right. to find out later later on from um, who was it? Mayo. Mayo was the second baseman. Yeah, he was. Uh, played in a time. played in a, uh, a senior all star game with some of those guys, and they came up to me the next week and were like, "Hey, we knew everything that was coming," and it was just it was devastating. But talking about <laughs> being a guy who played in South Florida, uh, obviously I know from a young age you were out there sort of you know dominating. Um, hell, you were 14 years old, shutting down a bunch of seniors on our team. So being a kid from South Florida, how much do you think being from down here, playing ball down here, helped you grow as a player when you think about all the competition you were facing, you know, playing at Stoneman Douglas and, and even earlier on? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, Broward County, uh, even Miami-Dade, they have like 
insane amount of talent. Um, from a young age, I started playing when I was three, but I started like traveling down to like, you know, Broward, uh, in Miami when I was like nine ish. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like that just gave me that competition that like, you know, that little extra fire, um, that some guys might not necessarily get and, you know, other States that they play other sports all the time, or, you know, it's snowing and the, the competition might not be as good and the, you know, the tournaments, the games might not get as hot. And yeah. I feel like we had a lot of those games where, you know, tensions were high at a young age. And I feel like it just kind of molded me into like the guy I am now. And playing those uh, travel ball games in Miami and stuff like that, that could get intense I mean, right away. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, I was from nine to like 13, I'd play against AK Manoa. Uh, we call right. him AK, but uh, Alec yeah, Manoa. Alec. Um, and he was a beast, the same dude. The same dude that he is now, He, I mean, he hit, he pissed, he was a, a beast. Called him AK-47, you know, uh -huh. he was the, the intimidating uh, the kid around. He's a monster. Yeah. Probably from a young age. Exactly. So, I mean, um, we there's a lot of dudes that I can name in, in the yeah, league right please, now. Dude, that, please go ahead. Yeah, for, no. for those who don't know, like Broward yeah. County and, and Dade County, yeah. but Broward and Dade, like, oh. produce as many yeah. big leaguers yeah. as any two counties in the country. Yeah. I mean, Tuki Tucson, yeah. Jonathan India, Sean Anderson, that was uh, Zach Collins. You have... Uh, yeah, those, kids, those kids were all yeah. my year. Romy Gonzalez, yep. Devin Marrero. I mean, they can go on and on. Hosmer, Rizzo. It's just insane the amount of talent that's down here. And, and the amount of talent that's just, like, continuing to grow as well. It was always really fun to play against those kids and watch kids like Luis Guillerme, mm -hmm. who were taking infield, and you're like, oh, that's that's yeah. a big leaguer. Yeah. Like, you knew it right away. Yeah. That's one of the best infielders yeah. you've ever seen. You when know? I saw him, I, I think it was my freshman year, I saw Guillerme. He was at Charter. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like an IO. He was flipping the ball in between his legs and making behind the back like flips. And at that point, I was like, "This kid's got it." It's cra the same All Star game that I was just telling you about, where I found out that it was you know tipping pitches. He took an infield out, like there was an infield outfield for all these kids, right? Senior All Star game, whatever. And I'm watching him at shortstop, and it's like before the ball was even his glove, it's over at first base. And it was one of those things where you're like, "Oh, I've seen great players across South Florida before. I've never seen a kid with those types of hands." But did you grow up a Marlins fan yourself growing I up did. down here? Okay, so yeah. did you have a favorite player, a favorite a year to watch? Because you're probably a little too young to like really remember the 03 yeah. Marlins World Series team. So was there a favorite team or favorite player growing up? Uh, I mean, I went to that 03 World Series, but I never, obviously I don't remember sure. that much. Um, D-Train was my guy. Um, the best. He was. I, I was like the guy I really liked to watch without when he was a Marlin. Uh, Josh Johnson had his had his like had his moments with us yeah. that I really liked. Uh, Juan Pierre was also. I mean that was the only reason my uh, social media handle was number nine. And growing really? up, I always wore nine for, for Juan, Juan Pierre. Pierre. Yep. That's amazing. Well, he was. He's one of my favorites. There's a uh, a memory I have, and, and we'll you know get get through this relatively soon. I know you you got to get going, but. Uh, with Juan Pierre, one of my favorite memories was the uh, the 2003 commemorative DVD after they won the World Series. There's video of him going out before Game 1 at Yankee Stadium, just rolling balls down the line to see how the lip of the grass worked out there. And just watching a guy like that who was so electric, it was so much fun. We Ready is his walk-up song coming out when we, when we were oh, younger. Yeah. I, I used to get me pumped deal. just because he was, you know. Um, so I imagine you also have, have grown up as a uh, potentially Heat, Dolphins, Panthers fan. Is there one that you're most passionate about outside of baseball, one of those teams you followed the most? Uh, I I like I love football. I like the Dolphins. I love I mean I like the Heat, 
But uh, lately I've been, I mean, just because it's a little closer to me, I've been going to a lot more Panthers games. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're fun. They're a good time. So, uh, you know, I like, I like watching the Panthers. Made the playoffs this year. It was awesome. All right. So what do you, what do you think about the prospects going into next season? You know, they just made the yeah, big, made trade, big trade. Made uh, a big trade. What, what do you think about everything for them headed in? I mean, we're getting close to their media days and stuff like I that, th- too. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know too, too much about hockey, so I can't weigh in on the trade. Obviously, you know, Huberto was uh, great for us. But uh, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, obviously uh, they know what they're doing, and I think they're going to have another great year. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I hope so because I'll be at a lot of those games. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll, I'll see you out there. It'll be a good time. Uh, I'm going to try to run through some rapid-fire questions here with you. Normally, I do something called home run or strikeout. Home run obviously being the good thing, strikeout being bad. But for you, it would be the opposite, and that'll get too confusing. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you some quick questions, and we'll get through it. So for you, you care most about music, mm-hmm. TV shows, or movies? Which would music. you say is your favorite? Music. music. Okay, music. who's your maybe three favorite musical artists? Oh, uh, kind of all over. Probably Bad Bunny's one. Um, Gunna, too. Mm-hmm. And then if I had to pick a third, probably WizKid. Okay. Favorite hobby outside of baseball? Uh, golf. Golf. Ooh. Are you are you any good? Uh, it depends what you consider good. I'm all right. <laughs> I can hang. I can hang with them. You could actually just drive the ball off yeah. the tee. That's yeah. that's my biggest I issue in the moment. Them. All right. Cool. Uh, a talent that you have that no one would expect that you have. Mm, I don't know. I, I mean, I I can make a mean tres leches, which is a cake. Nice. Yeah. Cake, yeah. That's something. All right. So you could bake a little yeah, bit. I can bake a little bit. All right. Yeah. yeah. Great using British my baking show. Using my grandma's recipe, I could bake. I no. It doesn't yeah. matter. If, if, yeah. Just following a recipe. If you could do something at all, that's more impressive than most people can do in the kitchen. Uh, a player that you've always wanted to face, either someone that that you now get to face, or someone that you know you're sitting here looking around the league and going, I haven't I haven't had a chance to go up against that guy yet. Um, that's a good one. Uh. I mean, I I grew up uh, in Parkland. I always wanted to face Rizzo, so I I feel like I still want to face Rizzo. You haven't faced Rizzo haven't yet. Faced Rizzo. Oh man! We, all right. So Stoneman Douglas versus Stoneman Douglas. We got to make that happen at some point. That that's gonna be fun whenever that day does come along. Yeah, you guys just switched leagues right exactly. around the same time. That's disappointing. Uh, all right. Any major you know baseball players could be very superstitious. Any major superstitions for you Ooh. or or routines that you just you have yeah. to follow before every game? I, uh, well, every time I go play catch, I add it up to a four or an eight and then every time I go warm up in the bullpen it has to add up to a four or an eight just because four and eights are lucky numbers it. for me I love that I love that there's something like that for me I was always putting on like left sock before right mm-hmm. sock le- you know whatever bracelets and stuff like that it could be uh definitely some weird superstitions out here with baseball um who do you view as the most impressive hitter in the NL East Ooh, in the NL East uh it's a tough one right now I would say uh I know, I know it could be a tough one. I mean, you got, I think Olsen's swinging the bat high right now, but I, I would honestly, Riley, if it, mm. it's for me, it's, it would be in between Riley and uh, Lindor right now. Okay, man, yeah, God, there's so many good hitters in the in this league at the moment. I mean, that whole Mets lineup, you know, is, it, you, could, you could make a case for about half of them, but I would say Lindor or... Um, Riley right now are hot. Is there, I, I, it's not technically the rapid fire, but being in a division like this with so many insane lineups, is there like an extra, um, I don't want to say an extra motivation, but knowing that you're going up against so many studs when you're going against these teams and then it's an in-division matchup, is there something about that that, that you enjoy or is it like, hey, you know what, I, I wish the lineups weren't necessarily so good in this no, division? No, I mean, I like it. I feel like, um, you know, at some point like in our career, uh, you need to beat the best to like to be the best. So Correct. I mean, why not? You know, be in the best division and 
And I think we can, like, scrap it out at all times. I think, you know, our pitchers are always, uh, you know, keeping us in the game. So, I mean, I, I get that personal motivation. Like, I, I would love to go up against the best of the best. What do you care most about off the field? Mm, probably just, like, hanging with my family and my friends. I don't really uh, do much besides that. For me, it's, I mean, golf, and then I'll just kick it with my with Video my game guy? Uh, every no. once in a while. I used to be like a big video game guy and then I stopped playing for a while. Uh -huh. um, so I kind of got off of it. Okay. All right. And then just hanging with friends. Well, and that's got to be nice being home, actually getting to be around these guys that I'm sure you've, you know, grown up with, whether it's guys you played with or just, you know, friends from school, wherever else. Um, who in the clubhouse has the best taste in music? Like when they've got the ox chord, you're oh. happy about it. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, man, I feel like everyone's got pretty good music. Pablo the other day was playing some good music. Was he? I heard the other day he was playing like alt rock, like yeah, like yeah. old school. Yeah, he like, likes like that old school. Yeah, I mean I'm a fan of that, like some Fleetwood Mac or something. Oh like that. Yeah. yeah, all right, yeah, I I'm love in, it. I'm in for that. That's great. All right, yeah. cool. If good if good I, to know. I, mean, I like to get on the ox at times, but if I'm not on the ox, I, th I think Pablo is a, a great guy on the ox. And when you get on there, are you just playing the stuff that you like? Like you mentioned before, those artists, or are you mixing in like no. Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that? Well, I like. I'm a big like Fleetwood Mac, like the Eagles. Also, I kind of have a wider variety of like of music. Um, That's Growing I'm, up in Broward, that's yeah. what that is. I'm a big. I'll play like one in in English, one Spanish song, one in English, and I'll and I'll flip flop. Them. Uniting the clubhouse. I love it. I love that. That's what you're doing. Well, all right. So, um, obviously, going forward, you got a few more starts to make this year. We'll wrap up here. You got a few more starts to make. Um, I want to know what it is that you have in your head as goals through the rest of the season, and also. Well, here I'll follow up from that. Let's let's start with that one question of your goals for the rest of the season, and I'll have one follow up. I mean, my main goal is obviously stay healthy for the rest of the year, you know, make all the rest of my starts, but just being able to to go out there and give us a quality start every time and just go out there and um, keep us in the game as long as possible, go deep into games. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, whatever, the four or five innings. Not that, um, you know, it's bad necessarily, but I, I, I would like to go deeper into games, uh, cut down my walks. Those are my, my two biggest things. All right, so we'll see you going deep into games following that sandy path of, hey, I want to be an innings eater on top of being nasty. Um, now, obviously, you know, this season record-wise, not where you guys wanted to be. Um, you know, the rest of this year is, is in a bit of a different spot than I think, you know, you guys and, and the rest of us hoped that August and September would be. But for you, I know this team still has a lot of optimism, whether it's through the rest of the season or headed into next year, looking at this young rotation, looking at other things. So for you, what is the thing that keeps you most optimistic headed through the rest of the season and into 2023? Yeah, I think um, I think we have a lot of guys that are like on the peak. I mean, that are already pe like, you know, at their moment that they're they're feeling good and they're, and, you know, you have guys like, Birdie, you have like Joey Stallings right now, like they're playing real well. And uh, Coop, you know, I can go on and on about the guys playing well, but um, yeah, I feel like the guys, some guys that are even struggling at times, uh, are just like a click away mm. from like figuring it out. And I feel like that click is, I mean, it's, it's right around the corner, but whether it clicks this year, whether it clicks, you know, like in the off season for next year, um, I think we're so close to just having that like extra little like thing that we need to get us over the hump because I, I do believe that we're a good team we have a lot of good talent and um you know we have a lot of good guys on this team as well as like a mix of like good talent and good guys and I think um you know having a good clubhouse is big and a good team yeah absolutely that's important um it'll be nice to see some of these young guys continue to develop this year offensively get jazz back to to whether it's this year or at the start of next year obviously that helps the offense but you guys on the mound 
have held up your end of the bargain. I'm looking forward to watching you all sort of compete with each other to see who has those best nights. Uh, Jesus Lazardo, South Florida kid, thank you so much for uh, joining me today on Miami Miked Up. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.